This is a 38 Medicine production. Hello! I think I'm going to start every show with a version of a tune that I make up from my spirit. Hi, guys! Is that is that what you were feeling? <laughs> that's what came and dropped in my spirit. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing, guys. I know. It never gets old to say that. Like, we, we're, we're yeah. here. I can't believe it. I definitely say it just like in regular conversation at least three times a day. Okay, give like, it to just me. Like, show me. What show are we me. doing? So that's what we're doing. What are we doing? That, that, what are we doing? Like, it, just, <laughs> it, it checks. It just, it checks. It's yeah, so appropriate. Yeah. So that's yeah. A, yeah. Okay. Hi, guys. Listen, I, you know, scrolling up and down the internet once again, and there's foolishness. There's foolishness. There's hot topics. And per use. Per, per use. Okay. So let's talk about this because I saw this on, social, on the socials. And as a former talk show producer, I'm not going to lie. I feel mm. like Dr. Ian. Mm. Smith, you know, he's like a weight loss guru. He was on the yep. Karen Hunter show and he was low key spilling, as the I would like beans. to say. Okay. The, the lemonade. leaves was being red, honey. And l- let's play a guessing game. We'll, we'll, okay, listen to what he says and then we'll play a guessing game. <laughs> yes. There is a talk show with an African American host, with an African American executive producer that has said to publicists, do not pitch us your black clients. We are not a black show. Pitch us your white clients. We don't want to be looked at as a black show. Once again, it's an African-American TV host with an African-American executive producer. For those who don't know TV, that means that that person's in charge of the show. Now, can I just say that immediately <laughs> I I called it before before Miss Karen Hunter. Hi, Miss Karen Hunter. Before she was playing the guessing game and she was trying to ask him the questions and process of elimination and mm-hmm. all that. I guessed it. And I don't know what that means and like what that says about this particular show. But immediately I was just like, okay, this sounds like it could be perhaps blank. Tamron, yeah. okay. I said immediately as soon as as soon as they said, uh, Karen asked like something insinuating Wendy, and, right? And she he was well, like, we well, no. knew it wasn't Wendy because it's also that like there aren't that many of black. us <laughs> holding on to daytime syndicated talk shows like that, and that you know that's mm-hmm. that's not a great thing. We're we're moving up in the ranks, and shout out to you know all all the black daytime talk show hosts yeah. and those coming up in the ranks. Me, but there aren't me. that many of us. So, so okay, yes, mm-hmm. lemonade, okay, a little bit of a sprinkle of candy to bass in the in the house, Amen. okay. Come on, but we're coming up. But when when Wendy was out of the game, I was like, oh, then I'm totally right. It's, yeah. So how do we feel about that? Okay, so if you watch Tamron's show, though, I don't feel like it necessarily... Okay, so it's hard. So this is where my background of being a TV producer comes in, right? Because to be honest, everything is about demographics and time. When you are talking about... She comes on at 1 p.m. Eastern. When Mm -hmm. you're talking about 1 o'clock, the idea is is that oftentimes it's stay-at-home moms during this Um, time. Besides COVID, it's typically uh stay-at-home mothers. Do Mm -hmm. black women tend to get the luxury of being stay-at-home mothers? Who's at home at 1 o'clock feeding their Right, right. Or who's, you know... white women. Right. Hey, white girls. Shout out to white women. She's also competing with Kelly Clarkson, another white woman that white women like. Mm -hmm. And so... 
you know, is it is it strategy? Is this yes. not the conversation coming down from a higher up? Because I've been in those right. uncomfortable meetings where right. we skipped over certain counties because Correct. they were too saturated with black people that we felt like weren't going to watch. And yep. that's, that's the real conversation yep. going on behind closed doors. It happens. For everybody who, you know, gets up in arms about these things. This is, yep. this is really the conversation. And At so, the end of the day, y'all, it's it boils down to numbers mm-hmm. and money and yep. funding. And if it's not selling, it doesn't matter, you know, who's losing out. It's it's about what's making money because these executives, these suits that are funding these shows and that are, you know, green lighting these shows, they want to make their money back. They want to see a return on their investments. Yep. So that's what it ends up boiling down to. Now, do we know that that's what it is? We don't. We don't. We're speculating. <laughs> We're speculating. We're giving her and the benefit so, of the doubt is what we're yes, doing. Right. That's what we're doing. Yes. But but you let you let Dr. Ian Smith tell it. Okay. Honey, nah. Okay. He was it was the shade tree was being shook. It was I was shook it from the shade tree. I also want to give Tamron Hall the benefit of the doubt because, you know, as someone who studied communications with a concentration in broadcast news at Howard University, mm-hmm. I wanted to be Frederica Whitfield. I have immense respect for journalists, especially black women who came up in hard news. Okay. Yep. She was reporting the issues of the day at yep. MSNBC. Like she was she was that black woman okay. on primetime TV. Okay. And so for her to to you know find herself or put herself not find herself to put herself in this position of of you know owning and operating and purveying her own daytime talk show is huge so you you want to believe that i want to believe that you know she's she's a woman who is aware and and awake and and understanding you know the 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 position that black people are in the position that black women are in and that she wants to see us shine especially in this political climate hello so i don't want to believe that she was this that this was a directive from her but you know dr smith he i don't think he's lying so yeah, it's you I know it's, it's just a matter of where it's coming from but understanding the business like leah said is i think mm-hmm. is important and it's not it's not always personal it rarely ever in, in corporate america and is it personal yeah it, that that slogan alone gives me ptsd it's not personal, oh. child. I want to fight. But okay. yeah, no, and, and, and to your point, like Dr. Ian Smith has never been known to be a messy man. He, uh-huh. he does his next weight loss program and jumps from show to show. Okay, uh-huh. so I don't believe that that is a lie. I don't believe he would come on a show and air out anybody yeah. if he did not feel like this is what the conversation right. was. But again, yeah. I'm, as a young millennial black woman, yep. Tamara Hall is not my cup of tea necessarily. So yeah. I, you know... And and speaking of cups of tea, Candace, you're not Jocelyn Hernandez's cup of tea, apparently. <laughs> hey, Puerto Rican princess. Listen, okay. I, I just interviewed her. She was so sweet. And then I said, okay, here comes Candace. Oh, this is the Puerto Rican princess off. We're going to be on the next episode of Jocelyn's Cabaret, scrapping up because of Candace. Reading my ass. Yes, stomp it <laughs> on me. Listen. Okay, here's your space. Come on. Okay. So and and I, I gave this caveat when I did my Instagram live rant because mm-hmm. I, I just when I feel compelled, I feel compelled and I'm going to speak on the things. Mm-hmm. And I have been a Wendy watcher since her six week sneak peek. I love Wendy and I love I loved Wendy. When she was on radio, not as much because she was really mean on radio, but I did love her on radio. She was a mean People girl. don't understand. People don't really know. Y'all, y'all crying about this Wendy? 
Child, Child please. <laughs> that that radio Whitney, she she would leave you skin. Would you would leave you up. nothing but bones. Okay, and that's on Whitney Most Houston, and that's on Whitney okay? Houston. Okay. okay? Listen, no, she she played no games on radio. But when she came into this this te- this television space and she had that six week sneak peek, she had those six weeks to really show her suits and her executives that she could stand the rain in a on a platform that yes, you want to be bombastic. Yes, you you have to be over the top and extra and give the people the talking points. But it's also daytime television. You have to cater to a broader audience, right? And that's what she did. And she, look where she is now. What are we, season 11, 14, 15, something like that. She's she's winning. But you, we all know Wendy. Regardless, we're going, we, ha- we have to know who Wendy is. Mm-hmm. And before I went on her show, I loved her. After going on her show and surviving, I can I, I can say that I am a survivor, <laughs> a survivor of the Wendy Williams show. Surviving Wendy Williams. I survived. I, I should have gotten a t-shirt yo, or yo. a pin. I survived Wendy Williams, okay? I still love her. And she tried to play me. She did. She tried to she play did. me. She came for me. She was being shady. She was giving me side eyes. She was, you know, she came. I, I, I gave her the, how you doing, Miss Wendy? Oh. So Miss Wendy, me, I thought I was giving her a compliment. You, you, you bow down. You acquiesce to the seasoned woman in the room. That's what I thought I was doing. But she, Wendy's not, her job is not to be nice. And that's the point I was trying to get across in my Instagram live when I was talking about Miss Jocelyn Hernandez. Wendy's is, her job is not to be your best friend. Wendy is an entertainment journalist, okay? Her job is to get the beef, to get the tea, mm-hmm. to to spread the tea. And if you don't like what she's saying, turn the TV off. If you don't like what she's saying, don't do an interview with her. But like this whole tit for tat, I'm going to argue back with the, essentially the wall because Wendy's not about to fuss with you. She's not about to give you no no smoke. She's doing her job. And then that lady gets in her car. She goes back to her apartment. She eats her ravioli and ices her ankle. She's not listening to you. <laughs> she does not care. She does not give a damn. So you you all and I'm talking about you. Puerto Rican princess, I love you. I'm talking about you, Erica Mena. I love you too. You all are looking dumb. You look crazy arguing with a wall because Wendy does not care. She's paid to do a job. And unless she's telling lies, because I do believe that it's important to to tell the truth in journalism and entertainment and in the blogosphere, tell the truth. If she's lying, then yes, you have a right to go in and say, hey, Wendy or whomever, this is not true. But if she's just opining and saying, yo, Erica, you and Safari need to get it together and grow up because y'all are looking crazy. Okay, girl, pass the peas. What's next? <laughs> I just, it, it, I don't know why it like, it like burns my grits that these girls get so mad over somebody talking. About, you need to be thinking, you need to send her an edible arrangement for talking about your ass. Because otherwise... Would we know what's going on? We wouldn't know who you is and what you're doing. You need to thank her for talking about you and move on. Go to therapy. Candace, first of all, we don't need a goddamn hitman fucking with you. I mean, a a security guard, an armored truck, because we're not welcome in Atlanta, Puerto Rico. Goddamn. That's fine. No, I'm always welcome in Atlanta. That's where I'm from. But like, don't get, don't shoot the messenger. I'm, I'm literally saying what everybody else has been saying. Wendy, Wendy don't mean no harm. She's literally doing her job. And for you, and I, I was really turned off 
just by because it's one thing to to respond. Like I think Jocelyn, she 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 said what she had to say, mm-hmm. and I'm not mad at her for having that opinion. But Erica hit below the belt, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna say that. Okay, wait, as, wait, wait. As, before we even get that far, let us let us refresh everyone's memory about what yes. Wendy said before we give Erica's response. Hold that. Yes. Roll the tape. I don't really know you much, Erica, but I do know Safari enough. And you all need to stop fighting and threatening divorce so much. And and you all need to grow up and grow into being parents. And if you're not going to want to be married, then just get a divorce and co-parent. What was said? Erica what was, was like, said? boy, if you don't get... <laughs> <laughs> she went to town. She Listen, she strapped up. She was ready. For war. But- for war, honey. For war. For okay. War. Okay. Now, Listen. Anything that 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 kind of gets in celebrity spirits. Obviously, mm. you can attest. You've been there. But I think that it's like one thing to report on the news, but Wendy yes. gives a very unfiltered opinion. It's kind of like that auntie. It's like the yep. auntie who told you you was being too fast, and then you come home pregnant, and she got shit to say, and it's like you didn't want to <laughs> hear that about yourself. I yep. think that's why. And then on top of that, it's on a national platform, right? So you know, as soon as Wendy says it, your whole family, your friend group is going to text yep. you and is going to, you know, I'm you know, about you, girl. Pre- Ooh, she was tripping, girl. preaching to the choir. And I think, mm. you know, with Safari and Erica, listen, I, I'll tell you straight up, you can go back and watch my Safari interview. I told him I thought the relationship was a joke. I didn't think it was serious and I thought it was for clout. Now, and then. Where was Erica at? Did she roll up on you too? No. Talking about, I hope you get beat up or whatever she said. That was crazy. Well, she said oh, Wendy's man. husband didn't, didn't beat her good enough which is insane 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 because erica mena herself has sat on the love and hip-hop platform and talked about her own domestic violence situations has she not so for you to then use that as a rebuttal come on come on it's like we we gotta do better and and this is coming from you know the the bell of the ball when it comes to clapbacks okay? okay my name is candace gotta clap back dominique dillard bassett okay <laughs> i have the clap back ready so i'm not i'm not preaching i'm not you know i'm not i'm not pointing fingers erica but what i'm saying is and this is the issue i think in in the reality tv space as a whole there are no lines there has to be a line yes mm. me I'm I'm saying this. Uh-oh. Even Uh-oh. I have a line. And there are certain there are lots of things, lots of things that I could say that I will never say because I just have a conscience and I want to be able to sleep for a few hours at night. And I just and then and, and the, the other this is the other piece too. The biggest thing was it didn't even require that much smoke. If Wendy had said, you know. Erica Mena ain't shit. She a raggedy ass bitch. Her mama raggedy too. That baby ain't even cute. Like, okay. Then let's let's get the smoke. Let's let's go. Let's go to town. Let's go to war. As Leah said, let's go to war. Go to war. But literally, she she spoke facts. All she said was y'all need to grow up. And clearly, you do. With love, I say this with love. Don't come from my neck, okay? Cause I don't I don't fight. Listen, okay, all right. Here I don't fight go. fair, at least. Here we... let's, let's say that. I don't fight fair. Okay, sorry. I'm having, <laughs> too, too... <laughs> I'm having too much fun with this. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, come on. Come on. Yeah, no, mm. that's 
that's all. Good night. I'm done. Yeah, Cause no, because listen. listen, I mean, there's been six times in the last like 10 minutes that we're going to get dragged. So it's fine. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yes. You know, here's my thing. I think at the end of the day, you're correct. Wendy Williams has been Wendy Williams her entire career. She just had a whole oh, biopic showing us how she has done it. There was yes. bitches pulling up to the station trying to fight. There was yep. like if there was anybody who was an authentic, true shit talker, it is Wendy Williams. Yep. And I think that yep. she has has made her bed and she lies in it sleep yes and she sleeps. she rolls around she, in it she drools she, she snores um <laughs> she enjoy she enjoy like she gets past rim you know she yep. really enjoys her her bed that she's made over the years and i mean it's got her far and the reality is is you may not like wendy but she keeps getting renewed for seasons which means that people do Something. i and people you know what i mean yes and you know whether you like it or not wendy williams revolutionized entertainment and so 1, you know as a as a black woman a black right. woman Right. revolutionized daytime television absolutely let us not forget. And, and radio like let's be clear there is no lemonade without yeah. a wendy yep. williams and i i give her her flowers every single time yes. because you know again there would never be a lane for a girl like me without yeah. a wendy williams now of course are there other people yeah. like oprah of course like are there sure. other people tyra banks even though she's problematic yeah. at times um yeah. yeah but at the end of the day you know i think that people have to realize to your point that wendy has a job this job yeah. that she does salacious or not where she's presenting mm -hmm. your business is is what she does and um again if, if wendy got back in her radio bag y'all wouldn't be ready for the clip honey the girls would be fighting the girls are fighting the girls would be fighting for See, real for real but it's 2021 and i feel like you know, it was a little different back in the day. Wendy got to be like a little, you know, radio. Sometimes you didn't even know what people look like. Uh, oh, yes. So you, oh, you yes. got away with saying a lot more because now oh, yes. I'd be shook. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? If somebody pulled up on me at the station, I ain't going to lie. I ain't even going to hold yeah. it. It ain't yeah. in my no, testimony. We don't want that. But, no, and, and I let me, I'm just going to go back for one second and say this too. Mm -hmm. And I can say this again as someone, I try my best to speak from a place of authenticity and arriving at things from a, at least trying to understand the experience. Right. So I speak from experience when I say this, you enter the reality television space for one of maybe five reasons. You're coming in for fame. You're coming in for some sort of notoriety. You're coming in to fill a void that you're not, you know, something you're not getting at home. That's a lot of times these wealthy wives who mm. ain't one doing nothing, ain't have shit before. And now they're coming into this space to find validation that they didn't have hiding in their husband's shadows. That's a lot of these women. Mm. Love and hip hop is the same way. Jocelyn, Erica, you all entered into that space to have the Wendy Williamses of the world talk about you. So how dare you be upset that she's talking about you? That's all. That's all. Grabs my glass of lemonade. Okay, well, speaking of talking about you, uh, Masika from Love & Hip Hop, as we stay on that trail, <laughs> actually um, tweeted something, and I thought it was pretty interesting, and I wanted to talk <laughs> to you about this. So someone said, y'all kill me with this rhetoric. <laughs> If people want to go to college, it's okay. Not everybody has aspirations to be an entrepreneur or a reality star. Then Masika uh, responded, I'm a college dropout, but everyone who works for me has a college degree. Now, Candace, you being a entrepreneur, a reality star, and, and yeah. a college graduate, thoughts? And a candidate for a master's in business administration. Per. Did you her. 
Her, her. Get a hand clap. Shout out to the class of 2021. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. Um. So this is this is an interesting conversation because I so I grew up in a household where education was always a thing. There was never a time when I was not ever going to go to college. It was always just a matter of where is Kane is going to go to college. I grew up in a house where education was first. It was paramount. My parents were physicians. They were professionals. So it was always a matter of just where is she going, not if she's going. It was a standard. That's my experience. It was a standard for me. And as as a result, I value education so much. It, it is one of the pillars for me of, of success. And people always mm-hmm. ask you, in, in pageants, I'm a pageant girl, in the pageant <laughs> world, one of the main questions you're asked in an interview is, what is your definition of success? For me, I define success by education. And that doesn't have to look like, you know, collegiate education. It can be a trade. It can be, you know, working your way up in from the entrepreneurial ladder, whatever it is. For me, I define success by education. So I, and I've always been a proponent of that. I, Whenever I see a friend or someone that I know, or people that I don't know, fans that are like, I'm graduating in six months, I'm cheering, I'm championing for you because I love that you are taking your career and your destiny in your own hands. Because when you get that degree, can't nobody take that away from you ever, her, no matter her. what. And I, 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 I would be remiss if I did not speak on how tasteless I think it can be when when those of us who don't have degrees for whatever reason, whether it was a choice or maybe you like Masika, you started in that in that sphere and then you decided to drop out or the unfortunate case of people who wanted to pursue a degree and they, they had to drop out for financial reasons or, for, you know, familial reasons, whatever it is. I, I just I, I don't like the idea that you are essentially education shaming me because there is nothing wrong with me taking the time to better myself in this way. I'm not judging you for, you know, going on reality TV, showing your whole ass and giving up all your business and telling us about your this baby daddy and, you know, fighting and scrapping. and I'm not judging you for that. So how, wh- how dare you judge me for wanting to define my success with this piece of paper that I worked hard to get that's going to better my career and my life and my family's life. I just I, I just don't like that. And I think there is room for both to exist. Right. I am an entrepreneur. I am a reality television personality. I am also a bad bitch. I was going to say something else. I'm also a bad bitch. I, I okay. Out Clap it up for the bad bitches out there. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, the point is, the point is, we are Black women... And just people in general who want to exist in more than one space, that's allowed. Monoliths don't have to be a thing. I am not a monolith. And I'm always a proponent of saying that Black women are not monoliths. We can be multiple things and exist in multiple spaces at one time. And it doesn't mean that I'm better or worse than you because I have a degree. I just want the people to see that Leah is taking off her eyelashes right now. Just in case you were wondering, it just got real in here. She's taking off her eyelashes because I'm, Mm -hmm. I suppose that what I'm saying is the truth. That's Mm -hmm. all that means. Mm -hmm. Yes. She's still beautiful without her eyelashes on. I just want to say that. Yeah. I don't have eyelashes in real life. So uh, if you see them, they're fake anyway, not the point, but you know, one thing about me is that, you know, I just can't stand. I think there's this like, this or that when it comes to education yes. in our community. And, you know, I'm a journalist and 
I'm going to be real. I personally, this is a very unpopular opinion, and I know that people in the mm. entertainment space get a little upset about this, but this is my mm. fucking podcast, so I'm going to say what the I want. And I just can't stand the idea of, like, when it comes to um, the way that things are handled, people get so upset. Like, I am a journalist, and when I say journalist, um, I have a journalism degree, okay? A degree. Degreed. Degreed. Broadcast journalism <clears throat> degree from the Howard University, done um, being extra. Yes. But that being said, <laughs> that would make me different from a then said blogger. Now, you can yeah. run a very successful blog, but still yeah. not be a journalist. So the yes. same integrity that I would expect from a uh, e-news is not the same integrity that I expect from the shade room. And that part. Then, you know, let's let's take it a, a step further. You know, people get so upset when when information comes out. Like, for example, perfect example, DMX passing away. Blogs had started mm -hmm. to report that he had died. And his family mm -hmm. had not come out and said anything. And so it looked crazy as hell on the blog's part. Right. But then people are like, see, this is why we can't trust the news. No, are y'all watching the news? No. Are y'all? Right. Are, and, and let me also say this, too, because news is changing, right? I think Trump definitely created a certain level of leniency yeah. on journalism because people was yeah. like, nah, this shit is crazy, and we're not about to sit up here and present this like yeah, this is, like, some real-ass yeah. news. However, um, again, I get offended as an educated journalist yeah. who went to school and learned the trade um, yes. with my degree. You know, the idea that people like so seamlessly slop all of it together and it's mm -hmm. not. And so mm -hmm. when I see people like Masika talking about, oh, these people are working for you. Like, let's be clear. The education system is not perfected. We all mm. know this as college graduates. There are a lot of college graduates who are in extreme debt, who yep. are, are literally unemployed. Right. Currently. Right. And and so yeah. it, it's not a perfect thing. But I feel like even Masika saying the thing about, oh, well, all these degreed people work for me and I'm like the, the boss. But that mm -hmm. said in, the, in there, they're saying this, like, if you're the smartest person in your friend group, you're in the wrong friend group. OK, bitch. Mm. So you hire people to be the brain <laughs> is what I'm hearing. Is what I'm fucking hearing. You hire people to be the brains, bitch, so you can be the face. So at the end of the day, mm -hmm. I'm not knocking anybody because I don't think college is for everybody. It's really not. It's not. And I don't and that's think okay. that's it should okay. be shoved down everybody's throat. But I do yeah. think that, you know, we got to put respect on people's names who yeah. do go to school and, and do the yeah. time and pay the bid. And ain't yeah, nothing because wrong with you. Listen, the doctor, the doctor that is going to deliver your baby, they went to school for that. Okay. Oh, they did? Yeah, yeah. What? They did. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Shock, shock, shock. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, exactly. Because I'm sorry. I don't even want my damn doctor. If you was making C's, motherfucker, I need a straight yeah. A doctor. I need a straight A doctor. Yes. <laughs> to do my brain surgery, bitch. Okay. Come on. I don't, Come on. I, I don't need a C average motherfucker doing my shit. So, Talk about it. you know, again, I just think that there is this like um, back and forth that I see online and the, the conversation is unhealthy um, because, and again, you're the perfect example because you're all three. You know what I mean? Yeah. You are an entrepreneur. You are a reality TV star, but you also are educated. And, you know, there are people who think that reality TV is a quick fix to yes. maybe not that, that route. Talk about Listen. that. Do know this, okay? I've been on Potomac Housewives for, what, four seasons, three seasons, a while, several years. And I still keep my resume updated. 
I still look at just even if just to keep myself humble, I still look at job announcements. I still make sure that I'm brushed up on the skills that I do have. I'm currently back in school pursuing an MBA so that I can be prepared to move in the business world as a reality star or as a, a regular citizen of the world. Like this reality stuff is it's it's fickle and futile and it can be gone in the twinkling of an eye. And I'm never going to rest on, oh, I'm I'm chilling and kicking as a reality star. Because you look look at Kim no shit. Look, look <laughs> at the saints. Look at these the saints. Okay. The the people that were you know, the, the Tiffany Pollards of the world mm. are now taking any old jobs to, mm. to, to, to make ends meet. Okay. Like you're, you, you gotta be smart and I'm not ever going to apologize for being smart. And I, I mean that in the sense of having my degree and in the sense of having common sense, to know that I'm not going to rest on the, the quote unquote stardom that reality TV brings me now. And th that's no, no shade to, to my employers at NBC universal. Hello. I love you all. Um, I'm, <laughs> listen, I, I'm grateful for the, my position and that I've been supported, um, by, by my, my employers. Um, but, but like we were just talking about the business of it all. The suits yeah. up there have business to run. And if I don't suit their business anymore, then I'm then I gotta go. And and if and when I gotta go, I'm still going to be out here making these coins. Okay. Period. My my favorite thing to say is being in the industry, but not of the industry. Oh, um, that is a word. Yeah, like I, you know, I've I've tried in in just my day to day with with my brand kind of catapulting over the last year. Tried to yes. really make sure that I remain in it, but not of it, because yes. the reality is, is being a black woman in this industry in any mm. facet, whether it's reality TV, whether it's um, radio TV, it's it's mm -hmm. difficult. It's very difficult yeah. to penetrate. It's very difficult oh, yeah. to sustain. It's sustain, very yep. difficult to. Um, even kind of put in, make an impression in it. You know what I mean? Yep. To once yep. you do get your foot in the door and it's a constant um, struggle every day yeah. to like stay yeah. in it. Um, and yeah. It's, and it's hard Fight as shit. For it. Shit. Yeah. It's hard as shit. And, and I, I think that people don't understand um, what it's like because it's very easy to look from the outside in and think that people have it all together and have it's it glamorous and fun and easy. It mm -hmm. looks easy. Baby girl, dear sir, it is not. There's room for everybody no. to mm. to sit at the table. Can we talk Those about that? Can we talk about that? Like as, as black women in the industry, because this mm -hmm. the, the episode is going to be called in the industry, but not of the industry. Of okay? the industry. So mm. so mm -hmm. when we when we discuss that, I think there is like literally a fucking epidemic of people who believe that there is not enough room at this long ass table for <sighs> everybody to eat at. Yeah. I mean, why do we think that? And who, this is my question. Who is the purveyor of said doubts? Like who is the one that is creating this narrative that we, and when I say we, I'm speaking specifically about black women in in the industry. Who is it that is has created this this narrative that says that we cannot all sit at the table? Those with degrees, those without degrees, those mm. who come from humble beginning, those who come down with silver spoons in their mouths. Why can't we all 
exist at the same table and and fight the common enemy, which is not ourselves, which is not each other. Okay, so, but I think th- that we have to also have a real conversation about, like, the system in place, though. Like, let's be real, and this is me being completely unfiltered in news. When one black woman leaves the show, they bring another black woman to replace her. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. There, there are limited seats. Let's be clear. Yeah. There are limited seats, because I don't want to negate the fact that it is difficult in yes. order to penetrate, you know, getting at that table. But I also think that when you come from a mindset of literally what God has for you is for you, you will never Listen. be frustrated. And, and don't get me wrong, because I think it's also a human thing, right? Like when you yes. see a counterpart doing well or getting an interview yeah. you wanted or doing something yep. or getting a call to do something that you really wanted, like yes. it, it is devastating on a human side, right? But Absolutely. again, if, if women or, or people in general can operate from a stance of like anything mm-hmm. that passes me by was not for me, was not meant for me, was not meant for me, then you can mm-hmm. move forward because that is honestly how I've been able to shape my entire career. Yes. Let me be very fucking clear this is my podcast I get to say what the fuck I want to say listen the last two years of my life have been hell as far as my career and you know people think it started the day that Matthew Knowles cussed me out and the reality is is that (laughs) no you ain't new to this boo I'm not new to this I have literally been one I've been grinding since I was in college shout out to Howard University gonna plug that anytime we feel like it but starting there and then even my my path like if I could just tell you that when I graduated from Howard in 2016 my parents cut me off completely I was staying in a four bedroom um, apartment yes with with three roommates and (laughs) I was literally working at my first news station. They were paying me $35,000 and I worked in D.C. So let me just keep that clear. D.C. price for $35,000. So I stayed in that four bedroom for a while. But I was working four fucking jobs trying to make ends meet until I got an opportunity to do a radio show. And then even then I was still working at JLA and I was working at, you know, the the show I was on. And so for those years, it was a fucking struggle. And so, you know, people just sometimes I think look at the glamour and let's be clear. Social media plays a part in the idea of that. But, but, you know, people see your highlight reel. And then when it comes to opportunities, everybody, feels like they have to hoard them because they want them yes. and the reality yeah. is is like I, I really respected my friend recently because she heard about this opportunity mm-hmm. and that shit really made me it humbled me because she was like I want that job but I told him your name too because you my friend you dope as yeah. fuck and I feel yeah. like if I don't get it then you the next one yeah and yeah. like if we could all operate from that Things mentality like that. you know what yes. I mean yeah 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 I, I mean I'm I literally also just live by the mantra, if what's meant for me is for me, what's not meant for me is not for me. And that's how I get by. And it's, you know, I, I have dreams, I have aspirations. I, I know what I want. I know what I've set my mind on. I'm, I'm a huge believer in, you know, life and death is in the power of the tongue and you speak the things that you want into existence. And I, listen, yes, and, and I do it daily. I do it daily. I was on Netflix's Family Reunion streaming now on Netflix. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Because I said for a year prior to being on the show on Family Reunion, I'm going to be on Netflix. I'm going to be on it. I said it every day. 
Wow. Every day. And then when the opportunity came in my lap, I was like, wait, what? God, what? What is this? And and it was really just the beginning of some really amazing things that have been happening in my life. But you have to speak those things into existence. And that was for me. And there have been auditions that I went on that I thought I was going to get. And I didn't get them. I didn't get them. There were record deals that I knew that I was going to get. I was in a girl group in high school. Uh, shout out to Blazin with wow. four. Okay. Please. Okay. And we were, we were, we were getting some, we were going to be signed. And I ended up having to leave the group because of some legalities that were out of my control. And the girls went on to, you know, do their thing for a minute. And I was angry. And mm. that was probably my first big lesson in that wasn't meant for me and there was something greater for me. And now I'm signing to a label literally in five minutes and as a solo artist. And I have I have yes. the, the life that I was meant to have. Come on. <laughs> really thank you. Thank you so much. But but the point is, it's it's not to not to drop my resume, but the point is to really emphasize that if everybody lived by that we could all sit at the table and eat. And I, mm. I'm a huge believer as well in, in passing opportunities on because yes. nobody wins. We're, none of us are going to win if we're all, like you said, hoarding the shit. Yeah. You, you got to share yeah. the wealth. And I, I'm a huge believer. You can call it karma. You can call it the Lord watching you, whatever you want to call it. But somebody is watching you. And mm. the energy you put out, you get back. When yep. you're putting out a hoarding energy, an envious energy, that's going to come back around to you. And you're mm -hmm. missing things and you're missing your blessings. You are blocking your own blessings by not spreading things that could be for you, but could not be for you. You just never know. So just, I, just operating from a place of purity in my real life, not on my reality TV life, because, you know, that's, 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 that's different. Some drama. It's a little different. Yes. But, but in, in like, in my everyday walk, just operating from a place of purity so that I can go to sleep at night mm. is hugely important for me. Yeah. And I and I also think that's, that's a good point, too, because people perceive things however they do on reality oh, TV sure. and what they think. For no me matter about. what. Yeah. Yeah. No. And honestly, it doesn't even matter reality TV or not. But I think that, yeah. you know, again, when you stand in a space where you are determined to put out good, only good yes. will come to you. You know we'll what I mean? Come back to yeah. yeah. And I and I think like I'm gonna be real. The, like I said, the last two years of my life were hell and I was on a show and I was a part of a show. I was producing a show that to be quite honest, they wanted me the fuck out of there. It was hard. It was difficult. Yeah. And I think the reason that everybody is watching my winning season right now is because I literally decided that I would mm -hmm. not treat people the way that Ooh. they treated me. And I think yeah. the reason that y'all are seeing and watching these good the moments happen for me is because yeah. literally I was saying prayers like, God, I don't know if I can go in there and not punch somebody in the face. But you know yep. what? I'm going to do it today. I'm not going to mess up their shit. I'm not going to sabotage. Yep. I'm not going to treat them the way they treat me because I know yep. that won't honor you. And I think that yep. that's literally those seeds, those those yes. tests were the reason yep. now that I'm able to succeed with nobody. Yes. But God. By yourself with the Lord on your side. Come on. Hallelujah. Yes. Come on. Yes. Wait, give me one more. Give me yes. one more. No. podcast that be, listen that's what we're doing we're giving you church we're giving you church what, what else are we giving what else are we giving i'm giving shock 
Okay, I'm done. I'm done with somebody, the sound effects. Somebody turn Leah's mic off. Turn the mic off. Okay, wait. Now, before we go, though, we got to talk about Day to Daddy because last episode we talked about Day to Daddy. Oh, <gasps> What's happening? Candice, um... Oh, my God. I'm wait, be... I'm holding on to something. No. Okay, well, don't hold on because, honestly, Candice, every time I look at the white man, I think of Get Out. I just think I just think of going to his dad's house and being like, get that nigger girl out of here. <laughs> and I can't click it. Even if I think he's cute. Even if I think he's cute. I just every time I, I every time I see him, I'm like, oh Candace, this will be a good one. And then I get that nigger girl. You need to come over here and let me click it for you. They're not all like now, listen. Some of them are because I'm really starting to think that Chet Hanks is like one. He's 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 one of the he's problematic. He's one of the the, the sunken place people. Like he's reeling he, the girls in. Yeah, like he he's wild. But they're not all like that. You just you you have to be open. What did we just say? What's for you is for you. What's not meant for you will pass you right on by. We are not claiming a slave owner <laughs> in your DMs, okay? We are not claiming these these overseers, these these white overseers <laughs> in your DMs, okay? We are not claiming any of those things. We are claiming a good vanilla situation. I'm doing a body roll just okay, to kind of get. Does Chris have cousins? Does Chris have cousins? People ask me all the time, like literally men, women, and goats get in my DMs and be like, yo, does Chris have a brother? Does he have cousins? And the answer is yes, Chris has a Mm. few brothers. Mm. However, they are all spoken for. Of course. Okay, but listen, also too, like, because, you know, a lot was going through my mind as I'm swiping because I'm like, I have to come back on this episode and talk to Candace. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, Chris got swag as a white boy. Like, he got a little, like, oomph to him. And, like, I be liking, like, yeah. boy band yeah. white boys. And it's just not giving what it needs to give. And so I'm just at a crossroad here because I haven't swiped on any of the white men because I'm just scared that, like, I don't know, I'm going to go to their house and the mom's going to be, like, twitching. Her eyes going to be, like, twitching oh, when I walk Leah, in. I'm hanging up. I cannot. <laughs> Listen, like, you they might tea? be, but before you get to that point, women have a a sense of immense intuition that I believe kicks in. You have intuition. You will know in the first 15 minutes of having conversation with white boy wonder if he's the one. Okay. And if not, <laughs> when you go on your first date, you go, you go, you're going to get it. You're going to catch it. You're going to feel that it's off and you can excuse yourself with the church finger and go to the bathroom and never come back. I don't know what you'd be doing on these apps, but th- like at the end of the day, like even if you go on the date and it doesn't work out, you have another amazing story to tell about <laughs> an ashy white boy that didn't work out. And yes, white boys be ashy. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, if it work, if it doesn't work out, it's, like, awkward and weird. If it works out, it's reparations. So, <laughs> you know. And listen, he doesn't have to be white. There, I Like, I'm a believer in other. Like, I dated almost everything before I found my white husband, okay? I was... I was going out. It was the United Nations in my phone because it wasn't no DMs back then. But it was the United Nations around here. I was dating Trini. I was dating East Indian. I was dating Persian. I was dating Puerto Rico. You have to like put yourself African. Be out here in these streets 
in the dating scene. Mm. You have to be. You never know. Your love is going to come in whatever package she comes in, okay? And he could be purple, but he gonna love you though. He gonna love your ass. And don't miss out on your love because you was out here afraid to swipe because you was thinking he was gonna be in the second place. Fuck the second place, okay? Uh, you might find love in the second place. That's a hopeless place, okay. like Rihanna said. Okay, ask Kanye about the second place. I don't think it worked out <laughs> You know Kanye what? is an anomaly. We don't wanna talk about Kanye. <laughs> Kanye. Uh, Kanye, Tristan, because Tristan Thompson's voice no, be killing me. We don't, we don't even speak that name. I have fuckboy itis. Like I can't, I can't do. It'd be I the can't voice for me, Chloe. Let's have I a baby. Start I'm like, sorry, no, sir. Goodbye, mm, goodbye. Okay. Like Tristan is Tristan. You're trash. I said it. So that's what we're doing. Um, that's what we're doing. Listen, make sure you use the hashtag data daddy. I'm I'm gonna be open if you hashtag a daddy that I can date. I I you will know what I need. It. I have I have a directive. I need you guys to slide into Leah's DM and tell her to stop being a scared asshole. <laughs> that exact line. Just just go in the DMs and just say, Leah, comma, stop being a scared asshole. Period. And then just leave. That's it. That's boy, what I'm asking. Get, boy, if you don't get your okay, you know what? <laughs> You know what? We're done. We're, this episode is over. I'm done with you. Okay. Before you go, saints and sinners, be sure mm-hmm. to subscribe to the podcast. Yes. That's what we're doing. Because as you can see, we do a lot of crazy ass shit in here. <laughs> a comment. Give, let us know what you want to hear next. Yes. All the things. Yes. Yes. Download and um, make sure you support and uh, share on social media. Okay. Because we never like the stingy yes. hoe. It's, it's a seat at everybody's table. Okay. Yes. Then we just and talk about that. Seat, bring your own chair. Okay. okay? <laughs> Sit on the table. The table is a seat. Oh, that's a word. Catch it. Did you catch Hold it? On. it went over, Wait, it went over my head. head. One more time for the people in the back. One more time. <laughs> Listen, mm-hmm. you ain't heard me. What did it say in church? You you ain't hear me. Let me say it again. Uh-huh, uh-huh. If you don't have a chair, mm-hmm. sit on the table because the table is a seat. Hallelujah. 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 Okay, we're done. So that's what we're doing. We're getting out of here.